all the warmth has meant that the hills and the resorts are heavily depending on man-made snow. And you may say, well, then who cares? If we've got snow, be it from Mother Nature or be it from the man-made snow guns, who cares? Well, there are actually many, many implications of using the man-made snow. Here to tell us all about them, Dr. Daniel Scott, Geography and Environmental Management Department at the University of Waterloo. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Sarah. So I feel like this report snuck up on us because you wrote, you have a report called The Sustainability of Snowmaking as Climate Change Maladaption, an Assessment of Water, Energy and Emissions in Canada's Ski Industry. Came out earlier this year and now everyone's like, wow, look how applicable this is as we all struggle to understand what's happening on our ski hills. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, El Nino, you know, helped bring skiers a really grinchy green season um, almost across Canada. Whistler was suffering all the way through Tremblant and Quebec, um, struggling to get terrain open, long lines, as you said, and especially over that Christmas New Year break, which is a really important economic period. It was it was really unfortunate timing, but it offers, as you said, a, a preview of our future, a bit of a glimpse of to what the tourism industry has to adapt to over the decades ahead. So. Skiing, boarding our hills are major tourism dollars to this country, major tourism dollars. And what we've seen, and we've even seen it here on our own smaller Windsport Hill, is they said snow guns are the future of our hills. Can you explain a little bit about man-made snow and why it's a, it is actually a problem in some places? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been an integral part of the ski industry for at least out in, in Ontario and Quebec for 30 years. I remember when I first started doing research in this area, our ski industry said exactly the same thing to us. Uh, if you want to look at our climate change risk, um, don't tell me how much snow is going to fall. Tell me how much snow I can make. So out here, you know, almost 100% of our terrain is covered with, with snowmaking here in Ontario and Quebec. And out west, it is very different. Um, but whether it's Western Canada, whether it's U.S., Western U.S., all the resort operators that I talk to are planning to build more capacity um, because it gives them that sort of insurance policy. Usually, unless it's too warm, as you've seen the last week or so, um, to even make the snow, it, it, it helps smooth out the bumps in the season, extends the season, improves the quality of the conditions for the skier experience as well. It is problematic, though, for our climate and for climate change to be relying on man-made snow, correct? It really depends. So, I mean, a lot of people are, I've seen a lot of, of people, you know, looking at the sustainability of snowmaking and saying it's unsustainable. And, and that's not true in some contexts. It, it really has a real range. Um, you know, 80 to 90 percent of the water that we put up on the hill actually melts back down into the same watershed the next year. So it's not a consumptive water use as some other things like you know, irrigating a golf course or something like that. Um, and then on the energy side of things, it really depends on your, your provincial electricity grid. So in Quebec, you know, they're 100% hydro here in Ontario. We're a mix of hydro and, and nuclear. Most of that comes with no carbon footprint or very little. Um, so you can make double, triple the amount of snow that you need to. And it, it's not adding to the problem, if you will. Whereas in other jurisdictions like Colorado that has a, still has a lot of coal-fired in their electricity, when they're making snow, it's contributing more to the problem, you know, that they're trying to adapt to. So that that's where some of that criticism comes in. And I did read that the man-made snow could account for 
up to 55 to 97 percent of our snow by 2050? Yeah, no, the, the amount of, to, to maintain the seasons that, that we have sort of now or, or to, you know, reduce the losses as best as possible when we looked at the 2050. So in Alberta, you'd have to increase your snow making about 75% to about 120%. But that's actually really good compared to even BC. They were in the sort of 140 to 200% range. Here in Ontario, we're looking at 180 to 250% increase. So it really depends on where you are in Canada um, but actually, Alberta, in terms of water use, um, was actually one of the better placed uh, markets in Canada. So it's a it's a gloomy but kind of good news story here. <laughs> yeah, there's a good news, bad news part to it. But but yeah, actually, Alberta is actually one of when we when we extend this out into an international context, the competitiveness. Alberta, Interior, BC are actually some of the best place ski tourism um, to weather the storm of climate change, if you will, going forward, much better prepared or more climate resilient than the California market, than New England and some others. Is that just because we're blessed by Mother Nature? What are the, some of the <laughs> factors that make us uh, more resilient? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you do have, especially interior, you know, when you get away from the maritime climate that, that, you know, sometimes gives Whistler, you know, particularly the lower elevations, bad conditions, you've got the more reliable cold. I mean, you know, Chinooks and other things do come your way and that, that it doesn't always happen nicely for you. Um, but by and large, you're much more reliable um, year in and year out. Um, and then some parts of the Rockies are blessed with natural snow, very deep natural snowfall. So, Relative to some markets around the world, even the Austrians and others um, would be happy to have your climate future looking forward. Joining us, by the way, is Dr. Daniel Scott from the Geography and Environmental Management Department at the University of Waterloo, who's looking at the sustainability of snowmaking as we experience climate change and other factors in the world. And are you a skier or a boarder or someone spends time on the hills or this is purely a scientific uh, research platform for you? Uh, not a good one, um, but but my <laughs> wife's family is Austrian, so the skiing comes with the passport. So I just follow along behind her and the kids and, and try to keep up. So then, when you're skiing, are you enjoying it? Are you thinking, I can tell this is man-made snow? Like, can you can you take yourself out of your office when you're actually on the hill? No, actually, you're you're very right. I'm always looking and I'm talking to the ski, the snowmaking crew, the groomer crew. Um, trying to find out what they're doing, what they're up to. Um, and so, yeah, I've had tours of, of Blue Mountains, uh, snowmaking ski, uh, control panels and, and many other things. So, yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of, of work and pleasure at most times. So I guess the wrap-up for us then is obviously we need to be concerned about how much man-made snow is being made in some areas, but at least here Alberta is sort of situated well right now for its ski tourism to continue, and we just have to all play our part absolutely i mean you know and as as the electricity grid in alberta and bc continues to get cleaner the sustainability of that snowmaking is only going to get better over time um and that it'll catch up to sort of what it is out east and out east it's it's really important for that snowmaking to continue here because you know the the closer we can keep some of our ski tourists in, in here um instead of driving to vermont or, or or flying to austria um it actually keeps the carbon footprint down so it actually is part of the sustainable solution keeping people closer to home